Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Still early. We got a long road ahead of us. We're still building, building chemistry, getting to know each other on the floor. So I, don't, I wouldn't say we're there yet. We got to keep going. Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers. They're still building, PK. Well, it's very few people who've arrived, Dave. You've arrived. We've had that confirmed by a winner. We'll get into that in a moment. But you felt pretty good ever since you were notified, right? Well, I've known it for a long time. <laughs> but don't you like to have it confirmed? I guess you would need it confirmed. I don't. I just go with what I believe. You don't need awards. You just know down deep you're the guy. Mm-hmm. Nah, I've never won an award in my life that I wanted. Clippers and the Jazz tonight. Both teams off to 3-1 starts. Both teams supposed to be in the upper echelon of the West. So it's an early season test. And they're playing twice this week because you got a rematch in L.A. Sunday night. So, what are we going to learn from this, PK? Sunday night starts a new week. That's next week. What do we learn from this? What well, are we, we haven't learned looking? anything yet. They haven't played it. What are we looking for? It's like, what will we learn? Use the correct linking verb, my friend. I could, and that would be for Not all of what, us. What but do we you learn? can tell us what has happened before it has happened, so you already know, although it hasn't happened yet. Huh? <laughs> well, Doc, they, you know what I'm I getting mean, at. We've heard of, it before. I'm a little Clippers, lost. Clippers got a lot of offensive firepower, and the Jazz have had some very good defensive efforts. I think Ben Anderson, you can hear him sometimes on our pre-half and post-game shows here. I think he tweeted out that they were the only team, as of the other night, hadn't allowed 100 points yet. So, you know, you're going to up the level of competition. The Clippers still aren't at their best. They don't even have all their guys. But they're a very good ball club, and Kawhi Leonard is... You can make a strong case that he's the best player in the NBA right now. Certainly the most versatile on both ends. So they've got some guys who know they're a veteran team, guys who know how to score. So I'm looking to see what happens defensively. And then, of course, we're all going to keep our eye on Conley to see if there's going to be a time. And there is going to be a time. But when when he breaks out, I can't tell you when it is uh, on his uh, inability to score baskets right now is at an all-time low for him, I'm sure. You know, followed his career in college to a degree saw him play live in college and then you know we followed to an extent not every game game in and game out when he was with memphis like we do with jazz guys but i believe that it's coming it's just a matter of time and it's not going to start now i don't i can't answer that i'm hoping for his sake and the jazz sake yes is this is as good a time as any to break out of this horrendous shooting slump but the, the thing about it is his slump is so bad it actually makes me feel better because even if he's going to shoot a low number like 40%, yeah. you got to have a five-game stretch at 60% to yeah. offset this five-game stretch at 20%. I mean, this is a hardcore slump. So they've won three out of four while he's shooting 20%. Yeah. Law of averages, he's got to heat up at some point. This is laughably crummy. You know, if he had a bunch of four of uh, 12s, and uh, maybe that's who he would be. But there's no way he's 1-4, whatever it might be. There's just no way. Even if he's lost 90% of his skill, there's no way. Guys who can shoot can shoot into their 50s. 
Go get in a game of horse with Jeff Hornacek right now. Bet him as much money as you want. See how that works out for you. I've seen Jeff in his 50s shoot and stand right underneath the, the, the net because that's where you'd get the ball. ESPN's Eric Woodyard, who used to write for the Deseret News, got a hold of Carl Malone for his thoughts on the All-Star game returning to Utah in oh, 2023. Geez. It's about damn time. Yeah, that was good, but did you read the other stuff? Later on, yeah. Well, I can go on if you want. The whining, the, the jazz. Well, I didn't even put that in the rundown. We can get to that oh, later. you didn't read that, Dan, I take it. Yeah, you didn't read it. It's, yep. okay. it's okay to say no. You, you can't be all things all people all the time. Uh, you yeah. should read it, though. Yeah, yeah. he whines about the, the jazz not giving him respect. and it's just, Come on, letter carrier. Cry a different tune just once. So, and he put that, Eric put it lower in the story, but it's out there. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. That's kind of a running <laughs> jump or something, and he missed it off the glass. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, play. Yeah, Davis. And that'll count to end the half. And with his free throw attempt, he'll establish a new high in that department. That's a given. 40-20 game. If he makes this free throw here. Tell it to me, Stu. What 40, is it? 20. You know what I said? 40, 20. Let me say it again. 40, 20 in the, in third, the third. In three quarters. Everything Laker fans are hoping for, PK. Anthony Davis with a huge game. LeBron doesn't have to carry the whole load. They crushed the Memphis Grizzlies. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. Not who they're going to be tested by in the playoffs, but for a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a while feels like there's a little bit of hope. AD having a huge game. You know, 40 and 30 and 3. And he's the 7th Laker to do that. Uh, and you look at the list. You know, Wilt, Mikan, Shaq, Elgin. Legendary names. Good list the, to be on. In the franchise history going all the way back to where they were in Minnesota. 3-1, and one, a popular record these days. The Jazz and Clippers are 3-1. and one. The Lakers improved to 3-1. and one. The Nuggets suffered their first loss of the year. They dropped to 3-1. and one. And Dallas, the Mavericks, are they coming or is it just four good games? Or, guys, we're not coming. We've arrived. Actually, uh, Porzingis and Doncic sucked. They were awful. The Ma- No one scored more than 14 points. No starter scored more than 12. Nine they had players. nine players. Ties a franchise record in double figures. Nine. Guys I've never even heard of. Like Corey Klubler, who's a pitcher for Cleveland, led them with 14 points. Maxi Clever, but you know. <laughs> I never heard of that dude. <laughs> Porzingis and Doncic were a combined 7 for 26. Yeah. Shot it terribly. Now, Doncic is one of these guys who does a whole lot of other stuff besides scoring. And Porzingis grabbed 14 boards. Yeah. Well, he ought to. He's like 7 Yeah, three assists of his own. But, yeah, and then you got uh, Rick Carlisle talking about, hey, we've got a deep team and we're going to play these guys, blah, blah, blah. And so, at least for one game anyway, they did. And Jokic didn't have a good game scoring-wise. We always check Kentucky guys when they get to the NBA, see how well they transition. Calipari sent a bazillion guys. Tyler Hero, 29 points for Miami, rookie out of Kentucky. He'd get the win. He's my hero. 112-97 over the Hawks. Another Kentucky guy. Tonight, a couple scores and a couple games to keep your eyes on. Uh, Golden State is hosting Phoenix tonight. Are the Suns really that good? Are they going to play a lot of teams close and lose? 
Are the Warriors, after two horrific games, starting to figure stuff out? That game will be going on the same time as the Jazz game. Is your free preview over or you got one more night of it? You got a week to open the season, right? I did last night. Last night was last night? Or Monday. I don't know. I didn't watch watch baseball last night, so I couldn't tell you. Portland's taking on Oklahoma City tonight, too. Another game you can keep track of. Uh, Jazz are on ESPN late. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. We're not going to put him in a situation where he can't perform. And if he can perform, he'll be able to play. If he can't perform, then he won't play. Nick Saban, Atua Tagovailoa, the writer down there in Alabama who suggested he should sit no matter what, and then if they win, great, but if they lose, they'll get a break from the college playoff selection committee because, well, that guy wasn't playing, and he could get into the tournament with one loss. Sounds like you're trying to backdoor it, and Nick Saban saying, It'll just depend on if he can play. Not sounding like he's going to backdoor anything. And the problems that Alabama have to deal with are just so insurmountable sometimes. I don't see how they do it. NCAA's Board of Governors voted unanimously to start the process of modifying the rules to allow college athletes to profit from their names, images, and likenesses. Car dealers can start getting popular players to sell cars for them and that kind of stuff. Uh, Kyle Whittingham was asked about it after practice yesterday and said, well, let's see how the rule actually fleshes out. Well, no coach can say he's against it. That would get used against you in recruiting. Kyle can if he wanted to because he's got uh, less time than more time. But everybody else, of course, you've got to say, yeah, I'm all for it. (laughs) It's all follow the money, my man. And we'll have to see how this plays out. But let them, fine, let them. They've already been doing it. So now bring it above board. Let's legalize prostitution. Yeah, that's basically what you're doing there. Oh, it's it's unfair. The schools that have the bigger money are going to have the unfair advantage. Have you ever heard of Phil Knight? People with money already <laughs> have an advantage. Yes. So, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? And how, how many of these kids are going to be able to do it anyway? Let them do it. Fine. I've it never had a problem many, with it. It depends on how many set it up for him. I mean, really, a school set it up for him. Who cares? School hires a guy or somebody, and they're like a salesperson, just go out and arrange this stuff for players. Fine. Who cares? I just I don't see what the big deal is. I don't think there is a big deal. I think the games will go on. So let them do it. Make it. Put it above board, or at least as much as you can, because they're getting us so much under the table as it is now, and nobody knows about it. And so they think, oh, yeah, my school's clean. We don't do that. Meanwhile, Kyle Kuzma, come on. And I've heard other all sorts of stuff regarding other players in this state that are playing today. Yes. <laughs> and then, And people who you think are squeaky clean. Yeah, I'm looking at you. You're not. Except for the gauchos. Yeah, and yeah, nobody cares. They're not squeaky clean, come on. You're talking about Narbonne or Glendale Community? <laughs> DJ PK. Hashtag NFL. If you're going to make that decision, you give Ryan a little bit more time to, to grasp it and get ready for the next opponent. I don't think there's ever a good time. You know, again, we want to win the next eight games, and, and Andy would give us a chance to do that. But I just felt like now is the time. If you're going to do it, let's go ahead and make the switch and, and get behind Ryan and, and try to go in these next couple games. 
Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, under decision to sit Andy Dalton down and play Ryan Finley. Of course, the Bengals are 0-8 halfway through the season and going nowhere. And their next game is with the Ravens, who are in first place. So that seems like Ryan Finley's going to have a tough debut, but whatever. There you go. The Bengals making the move. NFL trade deadline passed. Not a lot going on. Pretty quiet out there. Trent Williams ended his holdout in Washington. Going to get paid for those last eight games. To leave, had to go from the Rams to the Dolphins. He did. That's a come down. For a fifth-round pick in exchange for fifth- and seventh-round picks. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Soto swings and hits one high and deep to right. This is way back. Going, going, and gone. Goodbye. Into the second deck. A tremendous home run for Juan Soto. Bang. Zoom goes the magic wand. Look, I don't want to sit here and talk about me or the umpires. Or um, This is not about me or the umpires. This is about the Washington National and those guys in the clubhouse coming to game six, playing lights out, uh, knowing that this could be it. Um, and I'm super proud of them. That's Dave Martinez. Doesn't want it to be about him and the umpires. But when you snap in the seventh inning of game six and get thrown out, probably going to be a little bit about you. Yeah, this game had pretty much everything that you would get out of a dramatic movie, basically, in the theater. Uh, and Martinez gets thrown out after Rendon hits the home run. So even though the play, which I thought they screwed up, I thought uh, Turner had access to the base. He was dead on in the base. Where do you expect him to go at that point? And I know the throw was up the line, but he doesn't know it. So he's not inf- he's interfering with the, with the first baseman, but it's behind him. So he has no idea. And he has the right to the base as I read the rule. Uh, and then Rendon solves the issue by hitting a two-run homer anyway. So they get the runs. And then in between innings, Martinez goes berserk. And I don't know that I've ever seen that at a World Series game. You know, those, that was uh, the glory years of umpiring and managerial disputes that we just don't see anymore. I thought of you. you thought, well, with the replay, we're not going to have guys kicking dirt and snapping anymore. And he yeah. snapped. That was good. Yeah, but it was after they took a three-run advantage, which is probably all they could have hoped for if that play had gone their way anyway. That's logical. I think they're thinking you cheated it out of a run. We'd be up four instead of three. Uh, not necessarily. And the truth is they scored two more, and he may have been sitting there doubting the bullpen because people you, have doubted the bullpen. You would have put but, Rendon on. But so the, he wouldn't even have hit. The accumulation of all the arguing over all the balls and strikes in multiple games in this series and that call, I think it was everything wrapped into yeah, but one. that umpire was the only time he's ever umpired balls and strikes in this series, so... But you've been frustrated with multiple umpires in multiple well, games. So has A.J. Hinch. Yeah. So why didn't he snap? <laughs> Maybe he would have if the replay had gone the other way. You have to have a logical reason for all things. No, That's I, you. Yes, I you think do. it isn't yes, logical. I think it's just it isn't. on a lot of passion over time. I mean, if it were logical, you're right. He wouldn't have come out of the dugout because they got the runs and they had insurance runs. They well, had you have a logical good. explanation for an illogical act is what you're doing. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. So... Don't ever try to box me in a corner. I can always talk my way out of it. Uh, and then they would have walked Rendon, so he wouldn't have. So it's better off that Rendon got to hit because if they got second and third, Rendon is not 
swinging whatsoever. And he had a fine ball game, obviously. And Strasburg was sensational. Say so he was tipping his pitches. He got the clue to told not to do it. And then he was didn't allow a run. And then you have Kate Upton tweeting that, no, they made the right call. What are you guys looking at? She's the wife of uh, Justin Verlander. So she's tweeting, live tweeting. And anytime Kate Upton is talking about baseball, that's the best of both worlds for me. So I'm all over that. And then you got uh, Bregman carrying the ball, the bat down to first base. And then Soto carries the bat. If I'm Soto, I carried it at least a second. <laughs> <laughs> I one up you. Get to third. <laughs> now Bregman did apologize uh, yeah, afterwards. Later. Uh, so yeah, that game had everything. He had it. Once Martinez got out, you had two former Diamondback managers managing Chip Hale and AJ Hinch. Now tonight, Zach Granke, baby, you got Granke and Scherzer, two former Diamondbacks. Hey, how did uh, how did the season start, Yock? Do you have any memories of uh, standing in the hallway and PK leaving? Look how the season's going to end, and look how it started. Mm-hmm. We're, we're PK, right on all it. right, I'm going to go home and watch Zach Granke get blown up. Game seven, Zach Greek. This is the biggest game he'll ever throw for sure. And uh, Scherzer, you know, he's a multiple Cy Young Award winner. I'm sure Zachy, Zach Greinke, I, I assume he's won it once or twice. Yeah, he's. I think he's won it once, and Scherzer's got three. Yeah. Did Greinke win it with the Royals? Well, he had some it's good like years ago. with Milwaukee, and yeah. uh, uh, and then the Dodgers. He had some. The only place he hasn't had the great years is with the Diamondbacks, where he's making $34 million. Not no more. He's still making that, but they're not paying him. So, yeah. There, there is no better two-word phrase in sports than Game 7. The only thing I can think of is bowl eligible. Two words! Two words! Game 7! Give me a better anybody. Get on our app. Get on our Twitter. Get on our text line that I never memorized the number, and you guys criticized me for years. A better two-word phrase than Game 7. In any sport, irregardless of the sport, really. It doesn't matter. Any, you know, obviously in the NFL, they don't have series that go that far. And in your sport, in which if you don't get on board, we're all going to drown and die. They don't do it. Uh, But everybody else that we do it, Game 7. There's really nothing better. Game 7. There could be legendary stuff tonight that we could be talking about X amount of years, however young you are, going forward. Who knows? The tension will be there for sure. Favorite Game 7 memories? Well, Luis Gonzalez with his little blue pit. Ah, Arizona getting the title. Against Mariano Rivera, of all people, recognizes the greatest reliever of all time, obviously. So that comes to mind. I'm sure there's a whole bunch more of you. Jar my memory. There could be many. Jack many Morris more. once upon a time. Didn't he go out and lock it down in game seven? I Madison know. Bumgardner style. I think he went like ten innings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. I remember I don't I remember him doing well, but I don't remember Bumgardner game seven. Being the hero in game seven. Coming and, back on and, two days rest. And game six and game five and game four. <laughs> <laughs> the entire series. <laughs> Whenever they won. And then there's been some legendary Game 7s in basketball, for sure. Warriors-Cavs just a few years ago. Yeah. Game 7. That doesn't... It, the sport is irrelevant. Game 7 is something we that like winner. Yeah. We like winner take off. Yeah. At the pro level, you don't. You rarely get that. You know, you get it in football every time. I get that. But 
talking about the other sports. So Granky has been, uh, how would you describe his postseason so far? A little below average? Okay. Uh, it's been okay. His last start, he didn't go very long, but he was, he was okay. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt that uh, the other guys do because he doesn't throw as hard. So if he's not precise, it seems like he'll get lifted quicker. All right, DJ PK, game seven tonight. Road teams won all six, which has never happened before. But now, the question is, will it happen seven times? Coming up, we're going to talk football with Riley Nelson. He joins us next. Lincoln Kennedy and Riley Jensen later in the show. A lot of football on the way as we get ready for a huge weekend of college football. DJ and PK, what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, we're coming back with Riley. Stay with us on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz play tonight at home against the Clippers. The game's on ESPN at 8 p.m. No Paul George. He's out for at least a couple more weeks, maybe a month. World Series tonight. Game 7 on Fox will start at 6 o'clock with Scherzer versus Greinke. Top of the wire. Brought to you by Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. The savings are on at Ken Garf West Valley Jeep. Stop by during Jeep Adventure Days and take advantage of special offers on select new models. Whatever you're looking for, we'll have it at West Valley Jeep. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Last night, that's why you got Boyan Bogdanovich. He made the critical plays at key moments. You wanted something different in terms of a strength that you have as a team. He brought that strength, and I thought it made the difference between winning and losing. Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay deserve as much credit for that win as anybody. And I know it's game four, but this particular wrinkle in the game was as big a reason why they're 3-1. and one. Chris Paul, who I don't agree with or stand for anything he usually believes in or stands for. Yeah. And he said last week, Bogdanovich is going to end up being the most underrated signing of the entire NBA and so far he may be right he might be the most underrated signing so far and has been four games but he's won two of them for the Utah Jazz in my opinion Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network DJ PK is brought to you by WCF insurance reminding you to be careful out there BYU and Utah State Saturday night Cougars trying to get back to 500, trying to set themselves up for a five-game win streak, PK. Yeah, that'd be great. Great for them to end the season that way, for sure. They'd have a five-game win streak going into San Diego State, be playing for that eighth win we've all been talking about, if they pull this off. And we're assuming they take down UMass, Liberty, and Idaho State, as expected. For Utah State, it was a nice start, but they lost two of the last three. Last thing they need is three of the last four and their first home loss of the year. Yeah, but it's a non-conference game, so you can spin it much easier. I mean, they could win the division still with this loss. You don't want it, obviously. I get it. But the spin is much easier to accept for the Aggies than it is for BYU. That would be three in a row. I mean, Utah State has not taken a two-game win streak into this season since like 72-73, something like that. So, I mean, it's outrageous. They're, They're... BYU since that time is like twenty nine and four against these guys. 
outrageous. Before they've won the three out of the five? Yeah. Yeah. There are a few wins every once in a while that felt like a fluke, and now it feels like it's not a fluke. Yeah, they they got to win every few years. I mean, every several years. And so that was it. 29-4 and was the run. That was a... That was as much domination over them as it was Utah. And at least Utah, I think BYU fans can accept to a degree, especially now. The fact is they're in a Pac-12. They don't have the honor code, and they've got the, the religion institutes and everything. So they're, in your heart of hearts, an LDS kid chooses Utah over BYU. You, BYU fans get it. They may not like it, but they get it. Whereas losing to Utah State, it's just not acceptable under any circumstance, especially now. That you can't go out there, oh, well, we have injuries. Tyson Williams isn't playing. Didn't matter against Boise. We're down to the 13. Didn't matter against Boise. We started all these offensive lines. Didn't matter against Boise. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. Shut up. Forget it. And most importantly, BYU fans, they don't want to hear it anymore. No, they want to win. They want a winning streak. They want to take seven wins down to San Diego shooting for eight. Your fan base doesn't want to hear excuses. No fan base wants to hear it. And if you, as a member of the media, provide them, you come off looking stupid. Because the fan base doesn't accept it. You're not going to convince them. Especially now, after you had all those things working against you, and you beat Boise, who was undefeated and ranked whatever their 13th or 14th, whatever it was. I don't pay attention to the rankings. That's for guys like you. And so, you did it then. So, if you did it then, you darn well better do it Saturday night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night! Thank you. <laughs> Bay City Rollers, you don't want to know. It was a horrible mistake by the listening public. Not my favorite mistake? <laughs> by Cheryl Crow? No, not my favorite mistake. Okay. That was a much better song, actually. So, you've got to do it. You've got to find consistency. There's no excuse not to have some level of consistency. This season for the Cougars has been maddening. And you can write it. It's a big win for you if you get it. And then you're two in a row. You think, all right, well, what if, for whatever reason, you know, they just didn't have it. And now they got it, and they know how to play. They know how to blitz. Kalani taking over, A-Rod, and A-Rod doesn't want to take any credit for calling the plays exclusively. So who cares? The, the, the fans don't care. They don't care if Jeff Grimes is on the field or in one of those towers filming practices. Just win the game. They don't care where he stands. He can sit up in the stands, for that matter. He can be in a locker room. It doesn't matter. He can be over there in the Provo Temple parking lot. Nobody cares. Show me the final score. Yeah. Into the hospital bed like Hugh Freeze did a couple. That was a hospital bed. That was weird. Whatever. <laughs> Fans don't care week. about that stuff, man. They just want to see their football team win, whatever it takes. And they saw it against Boise. I would allow more tolerance for a loss against Utah State if you had lost to Boise. But since you beat Boise, you put your team on notice. We're good enough to do this. Now go do it again. Because doing it once or twice isn't good enough. But if you show it to me multiple times, and now they have, SC and Boise. They've shown it. Now repeat it. It's there. It's obviously there. They're on notice. If you want slack, you are better off losing to Boise. 
Now you have zero slack, and I'm just about to send it over to Yach, and he'll post it here, and it'll be at KSL here in a little bit earlier this mo- later this morning. And that's my whole premise. Enough already. We've had it. Go out and play football like you're capable. You're not playing Alabama. You're not playing the Mighty Utes. You're playing these teams that should be in the same ballpark. And with that in mind, go beat them. You have no reason not to. Didn't go independent to lose to Mountain West schools. Well, you didn't have a football program to lose to Mountain West schools. This is a team you should be able to beat. If you can beat Boise, you can beat these guys. This is every BYU fan right now is not figuring out his day and what entrepreneurial meetings he has and when he's got to take little Johnny, depending on the sport, to the personal coach. They are nodding in agreement. I'm the voice of the fan. I never played the game. Are you kidding? I never went hat on hat. I never put a hand in the dirt. I don't know what a two technique is. I don't. A chip block? What the heck is that? It sounds like some little toy I had when I was a kid. You had a chip block, and that was a toy. That's, I said it sounds like. Yeah. I didn't say I had no. I mean, I mean, you just assume, of course, in your family for Christmas, you got gifts. Some of us didn't live the life that you lived. <clears throat> Good on you. Don't try to deny it. Good on you. God bless you, buddy. You were fortunate. Good for you. College educated every 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 James person received an elite level education. That's awesome. You probably have siblings who have advanced degrees, don't you? One. Yeah. One does. One doesn't. I oh, don't. What a loser! I'm not talking about the other brother. <laughs> Just kidding, Dave. Clearly. <laughs> Riley Nelson doesn't answer, so put up the gloves. Here comes the punching bag Let's time. Go. PK's on the speed bag. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> well, see, these feelings that I say about BYU, that's what I gleaned when I was having dinner with Steve Young the other day. <laughs> nice. What was that guy's name yesterday? Dean. 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 Yes. Dean. Dean. You have to cut that out. You have to... When I was having lunch with Quinn oh, Snyder. Oh, I'll pull it. <laughs> Went to a meeting yesterday. Two people sat right down and started telling me about their brushes with greatness. Yeah, I was listening this morning when you were going on. One of them's relatively new to Utah. Just moved into town in the last month. But another one's lived here forever and has listened to our show a lot. And he was looking. He's going, I could just hear it. When you and PK started giggling, I thought, yep, here we go. Pulled a Scotty. Well, last summer, <laughs> when I was dining with Bill Parcells in Jersey, <laughs> and he told me... Bowler actually has those He stories. said, Patrick... Everybody in Jersey called me Patrick. I didn't get PK until I moved to Arizona. When Bowler was doing Dolphin preseason games, and Parcells was working with Miami, he said, go over there and stand next to him at a practice, and Parcells would just start coming with the baseball memories and the baseball trivia... Buller to come on and drop those stories on us. Oh, when I was talking to Bill Parcells, everybody else is making stuff up. Buller was telling the truth. Yeah, and actually, for as renowned as Craig Bolajek has been, he's also easily, easily one of the most humble guys I've ever been around. 
easily. His humility for the level of accomplishment is actually remarkable. Because he could big time all the time. You, me. If he wanted to. Anybody. And he never, ever does it. Never does it. Never does it. Craig Bolajak's humility, I have always, before I even knew him, I mean knew him, I mean I certainly I knew of him, and he knew of me, but I didn't really know him. He was always so humble and gracious. This is who he is. Remarkable. So that's the way I feel about BYU in this game. And I think, I really believe 95% of BYU fans feel exactly the same way. No excuses now. You showed it against Boise. All those things that were against you. So I believe that. They know they're capable, and yet they also know they're capable of losing, so I wonder if they're really getting no. their hopes up. Well, they should. They want it. They, they expect to. it. Boise was the most improbable win they've had under Kalani Sataki. More improbable than USC. Yeah. Because they're just coming off an impressive win. And I agree. Tennessee's actually, you know, turned it around a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, they're, and they were going up against a freshman quarterback in his first road game. That's asking a lot. I don't care what freshman. I don't care if you know you who who you are. Uh, Trevor Lawrence maybe is the exception over there in Clemson, uh, but his first road game this kid played, and he played like a freshman in his first road game. You know, and it's packed the stadium and blah 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 blah. Yeah, but Boise, you'd already you as Jeff Grimes said to us, they hadn't won in a month because they had three consecutive losses with a bye week. I mean, that's a long time in a college football season. You only got three of them, and one of them you hadn't won a game. And you're beat down, and then you get Jaron Hall comes in, he's excited, boom, he smacks his head, he's out. And you're going with a kid who was uh, uh, came to the program as a walk-on. And, and now you're thinking, I was talking to somebody in the BYU program that week uh, leading up to it. Uh, we're snake bit. You know, we had something with Tyson, and now he's gone. And you're thinking, oh, well, you know, and see, the woe is me factor could have clearly been on display. And to Kalani's credit, he wasn't going to have any of it. And against Boise, who hadn't lost a game? Now, they were having a backup quarterback, too, but that kid had way more experience than Romney had. Been in the program for three, almost three full years. And they score on their first possession, and they look really easy, actually, scoring on their first possession. And you're thinking, at least I was, uh uh-oh, this could get away. This could get ugly. I was thinking it. I'll raise my hand. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And away we go. I'm sure I wasn't there because I was, uh, the Utes had played earlier in the day, kicked the crap out of the Devils. So that's where I was. So I raced home and got to the game, to the television, right as it was starting. But still, you saw the score on your phone. You thought that didn't take long. Yeah, and then boom, they yeah, answered, right and the then field. thinking, oh, maybe they got something here. That was that was the most improbable win. I think it was more improbable than and Wisconsin. So there is all of that, but they've just been so inconsistent that although the Cougar fan wants everything you just said, they still know it's been a roller coaster. There's an up, there's a down, you know, there could it, be another down. And I agree 100% with you on that, but listening to... Chaz Ayu and El Bakri the week after, or the week, the Monday before the Boise game, and it was brought up about Kalani's status. At that point, Kalani's status was a real, it still is, but it was a real issue. 
because they basically had used up every mulligan that they had. And now it was, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but in the do or die sense, as far as the administration thinking we need to keep this guy or get rid of this guy. And so this was, even though they had those losses, they didn't put themselves absolutely in the desperation mode until after the South Florida loss. And listening to El Bakary and Chaz speak is like, hmm, I wonder if there's something there. And then we find out Kalani makes some changes in assignments and play calling duties and those types of things. And he... I can remember, was it two years ago in the indoor practice facility? It was on pitcher day where they always go inside. He said, yeah, piss me off and see what happens. And I go, woo. <laughs> I do remember that. I backed up. Now, I've been around Kalani was at, when he's at the U, and he said some stuff to me. So I certainly knew he had it in him to be a nasty you-know-what. I mean, I've spoken to him, and when he was at – points of frustration when he was at the U over various things. Uh, I, I don't want to get into them because they were not said on the record whatsoever, so I never, ever betray anybody under any circumstances when it comes to that. But I've seen him. But to say that publicly, and, and, and I have a recorder holding in my hand so he knows, and they also know when I don't have a recorder in my hand, anything you say will never be revealed under any circumstance. So they're, they feel free 100% to say whatever they want. And just like Andy Ludwig yesterday, we're doing the interview. Well, did we play it this morning? Yes. Yes, yeah. Andy. So we're doing that. And then I turn off the recorder. Hey, how are you guys doing? You know, we have a little conversation. Not yep. that he gave as much. But in that circumstance, anything that Andy would have said would have been 100% off the record. So when I'm speaking to Kalani and he's saying those things, you, 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 piss me off and see what happens. And I've got a recorder. He knows full well he's being quoted. So that he can be a nasty whatever you need to be. And those players responded. And there's no excuse why they did not respond Saturday night. I, there's just none. You I, give I me agree one. There's no excuse. Still a work in progress, though. You've never arrived unless you're PK. Right. <laughs> and damn it, I've arrived. <laughs> there it is. I've arrived. I've arrived. Let's face it. That was delayed by almost 24 hours. At this level, I mean, that let's call it like it is, guys. Was, I'm older than dirt now. I've arrived. Still a work in progress, though. You've never arrived unless you're PK. Yeah. He knows it. I know it. I know he knows it. He knows I know it. We both know each other knows it. The whole world knows it, PK. Well, if they don't, the only they one, should. The only one is you because you like to come in here and, you know, play the whole, oh, woe is me. I'm nobody... Spence Eccles doesn't know who I am. <laughs> I've arrived at the highest level that most of us can get, but I still think I can go more. That's the difference. You're like Superman, just like flying above the uh, the jets. No, Thirty thousand feet, forty thousand feet. Soar with the Eagles. Yeah, I've arrived, and then. Let's face it. When you got humility, number one is Bowler Jack. Number two is me. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Let's call it like it is. All right. Who do you know is more humble than me? Bowler. All right. I, I'm acknowledging him. Outside of him. Some guy in, a, in the good book. 
Moses? <laughs> sure. We'll go Zachariah? Nephi? <laughs> Nephi, yes. Nephi. Who? We're not topping Nephi. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> Touch it. You started it. I did start it. We could have just stuck with like coaches. And we got Nephi though, so we're good. Or, or uh, as uh, uh, Moroni Pubutal. <laughs> Moroni. According to the Toledo. Pututau. I think Solani Kataki is very humble. <laughs> I like Moroni Pubutal. They so Pubutal. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK. Don't know what happened to Riley Nelson. We expected him. Yeah, called him, called him multiple times. Yep. We'll track him down. Lincoln Kennedy's coming up 830. How do you feel about Lincoln? Think he's money? He told me move to Wednesday, so I'm planning on it. All right, Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 830. We're talking Pac-12 with him. Huge Pac-12 doubleheader on Fox this weekend with Utah and Washington at 2 and then Oregon and USC at 6. We'll talk with Lincoln Kennedy about that at 830. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Joint scouting hands Friday from noon to 3, Murdoch Hyundai and Logan at 3131 Main Street. Got a question up on our Facebook page. Why would anyone care if the NCAA allows college kids to make more money off their names? Got a lot of feedback on this. I think you and I have already staked out our ground on this, and people already know. But then I saw something someone tweeted, tweeted back at me on Twitter. They're like, nope, people don't know. They tweeted back on you on Twitter? Yep. Sort of obvious, but yeah, go ahead. Kyle. They don't, they don't know what? They... They don't know that we're both okay with, yeah, so if a guy can sell T-shirts with his face on it or sell a jersey with his name and number on it or do an ad for a car company or a a car dealer or a heating and air company or whatever, okay, next. People think it's going to throw the competitive balance out of whack. It's already out of whack. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Have you been watching the college football playoff? Have you seen all the different teams from all the different leagues? No, you've seen the same teams over and over. Yeah. I disagree 100% vehemently that these kids aren't getting anything. You're getting a 40-year opportunity to cash in if you so choose. If you don't choose it, that's up to you. But I think they get a lot as it is. And I'm tired of the argument, well, they make so much money. Uh, My ultimate boss makes a whole hell of a lot more money than I make. That's the real world. How is that any different? The guy who owns it usually makes more than the peon. Sure. But income inequality has been a topic for a while now. So this is talking about it in college sports. This is one more talking but it's point never going bigger to change. discussion. Jeff points out, they're already being paid. You might as well make it official. Fine. That's true. I agree. The money been, under the table is flowing. I've been saying that. And for people who say it's not... They they haven't been at the ground level of reporting. It absolutely like I have is flowing. Yeah, and the FBI stuff ought to reinforce all of that. 
All the schools have been busted ought to reinforce that. I don't think you... Uh, but your school is clean. Your school doesn't do uh, it. Oh, sure. Okay. And the Kuzma thing. Every school. But they had nothing to do with it. I don't, up, whether they have nothing e- to do with it, who cares? Every school has a booster that's willing to do the $100 handshake. And it doesn't even have to be a school-related thing. It could be I a agree. player-related thing. I agree. The school could have no connection to it. That's what started everything going wrong at USC, is somebody wanted to represent Reggie Bush in the NFL. That's with the shoe companies. They all want these guys when they, in case they blow up and they cover their bets. Get as many guys as you can, signed up as early as you can. That's what a lot of this was about. But the money was flowing. And of course the money was flowing to the better players at the better schools. Yeah. So, it's the way it is, man. So Jeff, I think you're spot on. They are already being paid. Might as well just make it above board. And there's only going to be a few who are going to get it anyway. And this whole idea of this, well, with one gets it, everybody has it. That's not the real world. You want the real world? You can't. Once you want the real world, you don't get to pick and choose which parts of the real world you want. Well, I want to. (laughs) Yak, do you want to? Duh. Okay. Kyle posts this on our Facebook page, DJ and PK, and you can hit us up now, 855-340-ZONE. You can uh, grab your phone, use the open mic. It's on our app. You can send us your take. Kyle posts this on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. I don't like it because now it changes recruiting forever. Athletes will follow the money. Whoever has the money to pay these players will get the best players. The small schools don't stand a chance. Nothing changes there. Didn't we just have a national writer who's on recruiting at the ground floor telling us there's a conference in the South <laughs> that's already taking care of players and they win a lot? Everybody knows how it works in the SEC. And it's not that that's the only place it works. I think there's just more schools spending more money and more boosters doing more stuff there. I told you, I'll say this story again. I had a coach tell me, Another coach called him about a third coach, and he said, the second coach said about the third coach to the first coach, come on, man, how much is he paying these guys? I can't pay him that much. (laughs) So you got Coach A talking about Coach B and C, and B complains to A about C paying more money than B can afford to pay. And he told me that right to my face. I didn't bat an eyelash because I know it's already out there been out there for a while put it out there let them make however much money you know the i don't think it's going to make a difference and it's not going to really make a difference in that money either because that money unless it's managed well it's going to go away and it's just going to create more problems not fewer not you're not going to eliminate problems i don't even know that you're going to reduce problems give give some of these kids money until you get the core of what the issues are in society money isn't going to make a whole lot of difference that money then is just going to be wasted it's going to be spent on things that shouldn't be spent on it's actually going to create more problems for the individuals unless they come from a solid foundation and know how to use the money to benefit them 30 years ago, Jerry Tarkanian was saying, I love Pac-10 transfers because their cars are already paid for. There's been money out there forever. This has been going on for a very long time. 50 years ago, UCLA basketball players were showing up in Santa Barbara with uh, credit cards. Were they really? 50 years ago? Yeah. Didn't have their names on them. With credit cards? Yep. Why would they drive all the way up there? You could just stop at Calabasas. Well, some of them were from up there. Jamal, don't call me Keith Wilkes anymore. And the whole team would show up. So you're implicating Jamal Wilkes. 
that whole team's already been implicated. Right, but you're doing it. Don't yep. run from it. You are yep. implicating Keith, now Jamal Wilkes, because everybody knows he was from there. Yeah. So you just implicated Jamal Wilkes. The guys were showing up, and there were multiple guys showing up with credit cards. Multiple guys had multiple credit Now, they just have one credit card per person, or do they have one credit card for everybody? I'll get back to you on that. Oh, you don't know? I don't know that. I don't know how many guys and how many credit cards. What were they doing with those credit cards? Buying cool stuff. Like smoothies? <laughs> Clothes is what I was told. Clothes? Yeah. Santa Barbara is also a fashion center now. Absolutely. You're dang right. They couldn't go to Rodeo Drive. They had to all go all the way to Santa Barbara to get clothes. They're well, learning to. stuff every day. Yeah, maybe they went to Rodeo Drive too. Hmm. They own the town. It wasn't their first the rodeo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sam Gilbert. Thank you. <laughs> DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.